So I want to talk uh, this morning in the time that we've got remaining about finding certainty in uncertain times. You don't need me to tell you that the level of uncertainty around us is just phenomenal at the moment, isn't it? And it would be one thing if that uncertainty was limited to kind of, will I find loo roll uh, next time I go shopping? But that seems to be so last week uh, in so many ways. And even in the last few days, that's kind of certainly in my experience, that level of uncertainty has just gone up again, mm. even to the point of where can I go for a walk where I'm not going to find the police uh, having closed off the car park. For, for, for many of us or our kids, it's how will I get my A-level grades or how will I get into university because everything's changed on that front. When am I going to see my university friends again? How long will this lockdown last? How long is it going to go on for? Have we reached uh, the worst point yet? What's going to happen next? Am I going to lose my job? Maybe uh, you have lost your job and your the uncertainty level is over the whole, how am I going to pay my bills? Am I going to get ill? What's going to happen to me if I do? What's going to happen to the people I love that maybe are sick? Will I be okay? Will they be okay? How am I going to cope with my family at home? How am I going to keep going in this sense of being isolated uh, for another two weeks if that's all it is? Is that all it's going to be? Um, are they going to find a vaccine? How long is this going to last? When is it going to end and how is it going to end? I'm sure you'd agree that we're just facing unparalleled levels of uncertainty and levels of uncertainty, um, both about our immediate future and the longer term future. Is there going to be a recession, a global recession? What kind of impact is that going to have on us? Those kind of levels of uncertainty have phenomenal power to increase our stress levels and our anxiety levels and our fear levels and our frustration levels. I know you don't need me to tell you that. And uncertainty then has the power, because of what it does, to rob our peace and to rob our joy and to steal our strength for today and to steal, us, uh, to steal from us potentially some of our future. Mm. So how do we find certainty uh, in uncertain times? Mm. Give, give us some good news, Hills. <laughs> we can. So if you're joining us for the first time this morning, uh, as we've said before, you're so welcome. We've been doing a series as a church in this run up to Easter. Uh, we've been doing a series uh, on the wilderness. And this morning I want us to look at a story, uh, uh, a wilderness story, which isn't this time about Jesus in the wilderness, but it's about God's people, the Israelites uh, in the wilderness. They were in the wilderness many, many, many years before Jesus was. They were there for 40 years. Jesus was there for 40 days. And they were in the wilderness tracking between the Red Sea, God having brought them out of Egypt uh, towards, and they were on their journey towards the promised land. So we're just going to look at a few verses. If you've got a Bible, you might want to uh, find uh, those verses in the Bible. It's not going to come up on the screen because our tech team have had a lot to cope with this week and they've done brilliantly. But Tim's going to read them for us. Uh, the Israelites in the wilderness uh, beginning to send their spies out into the land. Moses wants to send some people out to look at the future, to go and find out what the future that God has promised them is going to look like and to come back and report back to God's people what they've seen. So uh, we're looking at Numbers uh, chapter 13 verses uh, 26 into the first verse of chapter 14. So over to you, Hum. Numbers 13, 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. And they gave Moses this account. 
We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. And here's the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified, and they're very large. And we even saw descendants of Anak there. And the Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. And then Caleb silenced the people before Moses, and he said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they'd explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people that we saw are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. Thanks. You're welcome. So there we have 12 guys picked out by Moses, sent out to spy out the land, 12 guys going to explore the future that God has for them, the land that God's promised for them, the place they could settle, the land they were longing for, where they could raise their families in safety, where they could prosper and where they could know peace, deep peace. We've got 12 guys facing and seeing the same obstacles in the land, the same obstacles that lay between them and their future. They were seeing, they were looking at, they were facing the same landscape. They were looking at the same threats. They were looking at the same challenges. They were looking at the same uncertainty, the same uncertain outcomes. 12 guys looking at the same things. And yet out of those 12, only two were able to say with confidence in verse 30, we can certainly do it. Out of those 12, 10 were, were, were besieged with uncertainty and only two were able to say, we can do it. We will be okay because God is with us and God wants to bless us. So if there were 12 of them looking at the same landscape, the same scenario, why was it that only two could say what they, they said with certainty? Why was it that certainty rose in their hearts and uncertainty rose in the hearts of the others? Was it just a personality thing? Was it that they were just Myers-Briggs types and they were different Myers-Briggs types who were just generally more optimistic? No, it was because they were wearing different set. They were wearing a different set of glasses. My popular demand, my pink glasses are making a comeback this morning. They're back. <laughs> I, uh, I used these in a talk that I gave uh, a few years ago, and I know some of you have developed a deep affection for them. Uh, I'm going to put them on. I know. How do I look, hon? Gorgeous as, as normal. Even more gorgeous, perhaps, than ever. Thank you. You're such a flatterer. They represent, these pink glasses represent a way of seeing. They represent a way of looking at the world, of looking at our circumstances, and they enable me to see things differently. Hebrews 11 says this about faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, to have faith is to be sure of the things that we hope for and to be certain of the things that we cannot see. To be sure of the things that we hope for and certain of what we can't see. It means being certain, that, you know, there's an element of certainty in faith. And therefore, what Hebrews is saying is, Faith has to do with our eyesight. Faith has to do with the way we see. Faith has to do with the way we look. It has nothing to do with how I feel. 
it has nothing to do with what I can understand or don't understand. It has nothing to do with what's logical. It has nothing to do with denying what I can see. It has everything to do with seeing and specifically being sure about what I can't see. So it's a radically different way of looking at things, of looking at myself, of looking at God, of looking at my circumstances, of looking at other people, at looking at my future. Faith, what Hebrews is really saying, is looking at life through heaven's lenses. These pink glasses represent heaven's lenses. And it makes a difference to, to, to how I feel because of the way I'm looking at stuff right now. Social media, the news, the people around us, the world is looking at uh, our circumstances and what's around us with human lenses, through human eyes, through the ordinary glasses that everyone out there is, is wearing. And that's what the 10 were doing in this story. They were looking at the, the circumstances. They were looking at the landscape. They were looking at the threats and the challenges through their human lenses, through their human glasses. And it sank them. It made them scared. It made them fearful. Of course it did. And it led to discouragement and it led to despair and it made them feel helpless and it made them feel hopeless. And in the end, they made a load of choices because of their fear and because of their hopelessness that ended up shaping the course of their future. And here's the thing. When we look at things through heavens, uh, through human lenses, those kind of uh, feelings that arise, the negativity, the negative perspective, the, 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 the way of looking that causes those feelings to arise within us, it is always contagious. It's like a virus. And as the story said, within an evening, the whole community had been infected by this negativity. It spreads. And this story may have happened thousands of years ago, but do you know what? Human nature hasn't changed and we see the same thing going on around us. Negativity is contagious. The perspective that comes through wearing human lenses is contagious. Scare stories are contagious. We know that. We can see it. We can feel it. And have you noticed how, how the kind of the negativity that comes from these lenses, it ends up rewriting the script for our lives. It ends up rewriting what God has planned for our future. The other two, Caleb and Joshua, they had these glasses on. They were looking at the landscape. They were looking at their future with those heaven's lenses on. They remembered what God had said. They remembered what God had done for them. They remembered what God had promised them. They remembered who he was and his heart for them. And it enabled them to see differently. It made them certain about a different future. It made them certain about the fact that God was going to be with them, that God was for them, that God was going to be alongside them, that God was going to be fighting with them, that God was wanting a different outcome for them, that God was going to intervene, that God was going to bring breakthrough for them, that God was leading them into a future that he had his hand on because of what his heart towards them. Friends, God is with us and he wants us to be certain because he is with us. He's promised to help us. He's promised to be with us. He's promised to sustain us. He's promised to guide us. He's promised to speak to us. He's promised to protect us. He's promised to lead us. But we get to experience his presence with us and all that his presence promises when we expect him to be who he said 
he's going to be when we look at life through these pink lenses. Now, I don't know about you, but at the moment I have to contend to keep these lenses on because the world, the media, the news is continually offering me its lens. The world is saying, here, Hills, put these lenses on. Look at, look at life, look at what's going on around through these lenses. And Jesus is saying, Hills, have my lenses. Have my lenses and put my lenses on. And friends, we get to choose. We get to choose day by day, moment by moment, which set of glasses we're gonna wear. So when I pay too much attention to what I can see on my social media feed, so I hear them saying in the news to what the politicians are saying, to what the scientists are saying, to what my friends are saying, to what the economic forecasters are saying, I feel uncertainty rising within me and I feel hope sinking because it's not normally good news. And, and I've learned, I'm learning to just switch off from that because it doesn't help me. I and when I feel that kind of fear rising, that resignation rising that I know many of us are familiar with and battling against at the moment, I'm learning to recognize it's because I've taken these off. And Jesus is offering me his lens. And when I pick up my Bible and when I put on worship music and when I decide to pray when I'm washing my hands and when I find a podcast to listen to during the week, to allow God to speak to me again. As, and as I said, as I read my Bible, my certainty rises again because I'm putting those lenses on and hope grows within me and confidence for the future grows within me. God wants us friends to be a people of certainty in these uncertain times. He's given each of us a pair of lenses. He gave us those lenses when we accepted Jesus into our lives, but we have to choose to put them on. We have to choose to keep putting them on. And that's a battle. That's a real battle at the moment. Mm. But he's with you. And he wants to remind you this morning that he is with you, that he is for you, that he is beside you, that he is within you, that he has promised to provide for you. He's promised to care for you. He's promised to carry your burdens. He wants to be your certainty in these uncertain times. I'm going to close with the words of Psalm 46. It says this, God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come or viruses come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Friends, let's be a people who contend and keep contending to wear these pink lenses, heaven's lenses that enable us to see him and to see our lives, ourselves, and what he's doing in the way that he wants us to. Mm. So, Han, you're going to pray. Mm. Thanks. I find that so encouraging, so reassuring. We're coming towards the end of our time. And just a reminder that uh, when this broadcast finishes, uh, if you want to join one of the Zoom prayer groups, then uh, just go ahead and do that where we can continue the conversation, but especially in prayer. But I do want us to take a few minutes, so please don't switch off just yet or switch over. I don't know if, you, if you're by yourself, this will be easier if you're with others. Um, maybe just make it happen. I'd love us to close our eyes. That just helps to keep out distractions. Uh, you might even want to put a hand on your heart or, or even without touching your face, because we're not allowed to do that these days, but um, maybe even put your hand near your eyes because we just want to pray that God would really bless us in this. So let, let's pray together. I'll pray for a bit and then we'll, um, I'll finish with a blessing. Father, we thank you so much that in uncertain times there are things that we can be certain of and the most precious of those is you yourself mm. and all that you 
have said and done and communicated of your nature to us. Thank you that you are the rock in shifting times. Thank you that you have provided a way for us to see and to connect with you and your goodness and, and things that are sure and true. Forgive us, Father, when we don't do that, when we, when we choose options that are just not helping us or indeed others. And Father, I'm asking today that you would really help us, you'd renew us, God, in our hunger and our desire mm. to feed the things yeah. that will stoke and stir up faith and to starve the things that only stoke and, and stir up fear. Would you help us, Father, to firmly put on the glasses of faith, to remember who we are as sons and daughters yeah. of, a, of a Father who loves us so much and to see life from that perspective. And whilst that may not make life easy for us, Father, it enables us to navigate in ways that continue to bring hope and life and blessing to us and to others. So would you give us grace for that? Holy Spirit, we pray that you will fill us. Everybody who wants to be, who is watching this right now, Lord, would you come, would you fill us, would you renew us in hope? Would you give us courage? Would you remind us who you are, what you've said about yourself and about us? You help us and your church to be courageous. Would you help us to be Caleb's and Joshua's? I just feel to pray finally that there may be those who are connecting with us who uh, are very unsure what it means even to to pray to God, to know God, to hear his voice, to, to enter into this relationship of which Hills has been speaking of, of faith. And it may be that today is a day that you want to begin that journey. So I'm just going to say a prayer too. And if you're somebody who's been searching uh, and you know that the way that you're doing life is is not the way that you want to do life and you're not prospering and you want to begin to put your hand in the, the hand of God, your heart to, to become connected to the heart of God as your father. Then just pray, pray with me. If you're by yourself, you could pray aloud or in your heart. Father, I want to recognize that the way I've been doing life has left you out of the picture and, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for running my life my way. I recognize my need of you and that you've made me and want a relationship with me thank you father for sending jesus to deal with the rubbish and the rebellion and the sinfulness in my life and this day i want to turn around and i thank you that that's possible and today i place my hand in yours today i say yes today i accept you jesus into my heart and my life would you bless me would you come in? Would you help me? Would you change me? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.